Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. Today's podcast is a solo episode and I'm going to be speaking with you about the topic of happiness. Today, the day that this episode goes live, 20th of March, is the International Day of Happiness, which is celebrated throughout the world. And it's all about just encouraging people to realize the importance of happiness within their lives. Now, when Jordan and I were scheduling podcasts, we realized it was the International Day of Happiness and we thought, oh, should we do an episode on happiness or should we not? Because I have spoken to this topic several times and I feel as though it kind of is a constant theme. I think the very first episode of the Kylie Camps podcast was actually on finding your happiness as well. One of the reasons I was a little bit hesitant to do another episode on happiness is I think it's important that we understand Being happy is something that comes and goes. We, I don't think, should strive to be feeling happy all the time. And I've had conversations lately in real life talking with people about things that they want out of life. And sometimes people will say, I just want to be happy. But then they don't extend any further on what happiness means to them or what style of happiness they really desire. And so this episode is about two different types of happiness and just bringing your attention to those two different types and perhaps encouraging you to check in with yourself and see how you're going with both of those different styles of happiness. Now, before we get into talking about those, I think it is really important to recognize that some people have a naturally higher baseline for happiness It might be you, it might be someone that you know who comes to mind, but some people seem to just have a happier, sunnier, brighter disposition than others. A study of 2000 twins suggested that 50% of overall life satisfaction is genetic. So that's that natural predisposition. 10% was related to external events and around 40% to individual activities. So while we may all have a different baseline of happiness depending on our genetic predisposition, you do still have some control over certain life choices, right? Over your individual activities as that study titles them. And I think that it is important that we touch on that because as we go through the day, as we move through the motions, sometimes it feels like Groundhog Day and we are not paying attention to the contributions we are making towards our overall happiness or the things that we're doing that are taking away from our overall happiness. Now, for sure, there are certain things that we do throughout the day that are neutral. You know, you're just going through the motions. It's not really either adding a great deal. It's not taking away a great deal, but there are things that we might 
lean into, habits that we might develop, choices that we might make that are actually eroding our happiness and we just haven't stopped to really look at them. So before we do think about those, I wanted to touch on the two different types of happiness that I'm speaking specifically about in this episode today and that I want to bring your attention towards on International Day of Happiness. So the first one is the hedonistic style of happiness. Hedonistic happiness is really more about living in the moment. It's the pleasure in the moment. It's enjoyment. Whereas eudaimonic happiness is more steeped in meaning and purpose and overall satisfaction and fulfillment. When I think about these two types of happiness, one of the really clear examples that drops in for me is parenting right? Now, hear me out on this one. But in parenting, yes, of course, there are really like beautiful, and I was going to say delicious, but that doesn't usually come out of my mouth, but like really gorgeous moments with your children. You know, when they snuggle up to you, when they say your name for the first time, when they're thoughtful, when you're having fun with them. And that could certainly be under the category of hedonistic happiness because it's so enjoyable in the moment. But a lot of parenting is not enjoyable in the actual moment that it is unfolding, but it can add a great deal of happiness in the terms of eudaimonic happiness because it might align with your core values and it gives so much meaning and purpose to your life for some people. So parenting overall might add to your life satisfaction and your sense of contribution and your sense of well-being, but actually day-to-day, moment-to-moment, it might not be adding a great deal to your instant happiness, if that makes sense. I remember hearing in a podcast, and I probably should have looked this up before I started recording, but just we'll just go ahead and it may be that I get some of the information wrong, but you'll get the gist. But it was something about there was a study done on the happiness of parents and they had to self-report how happy they were feeling at different times throughout the day. Like a timer would go off and then the parents had to report how happy they were feeling in each moment. And they reported quite low levels of happiness. But then when it came to reporting overall life satisfaction, they reported higher than people that that don't have kids or didn't have kids at that time. And that's not, I'm not bringing that up to say, oh, if you have kids, you'll be happier. Not at all. I'm bringing that up to prove a point that you might not actually be super pumped in the moment, but it can add something to you overall. So I'm just trying to explain the differences there between that instant gratification, that deep enjoyment, that deep pleasure versus the more like wise adult mind of looking over your whole life as a whole. And that's how I would describe the eudaimonic happiness. Now, of course, when it comes to bigger picture thinking, that kind of falls under what I would call the self-actualization And if we think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, self-actualization is at the very top. So we can't really be focusing too much in on that style of happiness if our base level needs are not being met. So I wanted to mention that because I would hate for anyone to be listening to this episode and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not 
you know, feeling connected to my bigger picture, eudaimonic style of happiness. Um, you know, I'm really living more in the hedonistic style of happiness, but not realizing that there is a foundational problem there. And what I mean by that is if you are not sleeping, if you are not eating well, if you are experiencing mental health concerns, mental health issues, problems, health concerns, your physiological health, as well as your mental and emotional health, it's going to be hard to connect with that self-actualization, higher level type thinking, feeling, awareness, life satisfaction, life fulfillment, meaning purpose stuff. I wanted to get that in there because if someone is listening and they have a new baby and they are deep in sleep sleep deprivation, you might realize when you do the next little activity of thinking about the different styles and just kind of mentally or physically tallying up where you're sitting, you might kind of realize, oh, there's a big imbalance here, but that's okay. Just look at your base level needs first and understanding when it comes to happiness and overall satisfaction in life, you've got to do the not exciting stuff first. You know, it's similar to taking superfoods and supplements. I always say it's so appealing. Um, Sorry, I've got to shift positions. I'm still on my floor office. It's so much more appealing to think, oh, I'm going to buy something in a tub and it's going to make my life better or I'm going to take a tablet, a supplement and it's going to improve everything. But those things should be the icing on top of the cake, right? We need to make sure that our basic levels are being met, that we have good sleep hygiene in terms of making sure that sleep is a priority, understanding how many hours of sleep we need each night. Everyone can relate to going through periods of sleeping poorly and how much it impacts the way that you think and feel. Sleep's a big one. Food's, of course, a big one. The relationships in your life are a big one. Even very simple, very basic things like being hydrated enough. So many people are walking around dehydrated and not understanding the impact that has on your cognitive function. Um, So yeah, just make sure your base levels are covered as well so that you're not swinging for the fences and wanting to make these big changes or have awareness on what's going on for you. It's going to be much more of an uphill battle if you're not taking care of the pillars, the foundation. So I want to encourage you to think about these two different types of happiness and check in with yourself for imbalances. So you might like to do this by actually making a column in your journal. If you're doing the blueprint program, you might like to just add this in there as well, like a little column that says hedonistic eudaimonic. I hope that I'm pronouncing that right. Um, And just start writing things down. Just start making little contributions. It's not a right or wrong exercise. It's simple self-awareness. And I've said this so many times and I'll keep saying it, but in this day and age, looking inwards and checking in with what you need and where you're at, I think is harder than ever because we are bombarded day in, day out, 24-7 with a news cycle, with other people's lives, with so much marketing that we don't even realize it. We can feel every single silence. And so then our internal voice, that intuition gets turned right down. And the less we use it, the less we trust it. And that is a big component of the blueprint. It's like 
No, no, you do have an internal compass. You do have an intuition. You've just forgotten to listen to it. You've forgotten to use it. I'm saying you, like we, we all do. But it's there for you. It's waiting. And there are things you can do to turn back into your intuition. So if you don't have the blueprint, check it out. I think you'll really enjoy it, particularly if you enjoy this style of self-introspection. And I just think life is short. So looking in and seeing where you're at and being honest with yourself is really, really important. So have the two columns written down, or if you're out and about and you're walking or you're driving, just mentally think about it. Have a conversation with a friend, with your partner. Um, Check in and see where other people are at in their life as well. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So examples of hedonism happiness um, could be things like enjoying food so like maybe that's something that you find yourself doing a lot like you just enjoy food every day in the moment that's a version of hedonistic hedonistic pleasure for you it can be the overindulgence it can be shopping um it can be gambling it can be those kind of less idealistic versions but it can also be really positive as well like swimming in the ocean socializing i think i mentioned sex i don't know whether i did Sex can be hedonistic as well. Eudaimonic is focusing on meaning and things like relationships, parenting, as I mentioned, social contributions, contributions to the community, volunteering, your overall sense of integrity as well. So have a little think and write some stuff down. Like you might find that you're writing in the hedonistic column or just mentally putting it there. Those things that I mentioned earlier, like, okay, I'm finding myself going out and buying takeaway food or get or only wanting to eat out because I enjoy it so much and it gives me so much pleasure. But that might not line up with your eudaimonic core values of, you know, it could be that you really want to save for a house because that aligns with your overall sense of life satisfaction of having that base. Like you might just be able to see different um, imbalances or you might just notice that okay you can put down 20 things in the hedonistic column but you haven't really identified your um, your bigger life contentment style values and how to make contributions towards those Um, so it might be you know I can give you an example of mine so like for my eudaimonic list I would have things like the fact that I make social um sorry not social financial contributions to charities that are important to me and I have done for years and I will continue to do so it's not as if I'm giving massive amounts of money but I do donate regularly I have direct debits set up that come out and that doesn't give me the hedonistic rush because I often don't even see those contributions go out but it's one of those things that adds towards 
overall life satisfaction because it is important to me to be making contributions and giving back where and when and how I can. So that's a really clear example of the, you know, the differences there. Also for me, I feel like my work aligns with my eudaimonic values because like when I started working in the online space and with the podcast and the products we create and everything like that, the ethos was just make a difference. And so it might not be making a massive difference in the world, but if it can make a difference to one person out there who is listening, that aligns with my overall life contentment and satisfaction and fulfillment and sense of values as well, as does parenting. Like I said, parenting is a big one as well. Hedonistic examples for me could be buying a new outfit, nights away, a wine with friends, a massage, a bath, lying in the sun and reading. So just have a little think, do like a little bit of an audit and see if you want to contribute more to one or the other. You might find that you are like the gatekeeper of your pleasure. You might be a real big picture thinker and have a very clear view of your eudaimonic style of happiness, but not be in touch with your hedonistic style of happiness. You know, you might feel unworthy of enjoyment. You might literally, as I said, be the gatekeeper to your own pleasure. And that can be a wake up call because life is short. Like it really, really is. And you should be enjoying your days. I remember hearing um, the author and podcaster Holly Wainwright saying that she thinks life, like life contentment or life happiness is a series of little treats. And I love that. And I really, I don't know, I just believe in that. I think that the big things in life are great. The overseas holiday, the wedding, the buying the house, the getting the new car, all of that stuff. That's great. And you can feel so happiness and so so happy. You can feel so happiness. You can feel so happy when those things happen, but they're fleeting. You know, like they happen once and then you have to really reflect and remember them to connect with that happiness. Whereas adding little bits of hedonistic happiness to your everyday life, I think it's a key to feeling happier overall. So as I said, if we think about habits and choices and people as either adding to our happiness or taking away from our happiness, sometimes they're neutral, it can give you a bit of an insight into just going, what are the things that are making contributions versus what are the things that are taking away? I would encourage you to identify and let go of self-sabotaging behaviors and thoughts, um, which it's really hard to let go of those thoughts, but you can practice putting them down and you can practice separating thoughts from actions. That's why I'm such a fan of cognitive behavioral therapy. You may identify activities that you don't want to engage in as much because they're not adding, they are taking away. So you might realize that you've developed a habit of having a couple of drinks every single night. And while that aligns with your hedonism, because you feel relaxed, you feel good, all of that stuff, you enjoy the taste of it. It might not align with your overall life contentment. If it's making you feel foggy, if it's harder to get out of bed, if it's making you have less patience, it's all just about self-awareness. It's important with happiness 
that we understand it is unrealistic to be in a happy state at all times. No one should strive for that. We can want an overall sense of life satisfaction and life contentment, and we can certainly want and have moments of happiness throughout the day, but we have to also experience moments of frustration and sadness. Um, you know, and for anyone listening who is currently struggling with really dark thoughts and depression, I have put some links for you in the show notes, some resources there. I wish I could provide more um, help as someone who has certainly had depression in the past. I know how dark things can feel and how far away happiness can feel, but there is help. There is support out there. Uh, the episode that I did with Alex Corb on the upward spiral may also be helpful because we speak specifically to depression. So I will put the link for that episode in the show notes as well so that it's easy for you to find. I wanted to end this episode with one of my favorite journal prompts that I have shared before, but again, I will keep beating the same drum because that's how I am. The journal prompt is, what are the things I do that make me complicit in creating the circumstances I say I don't want? This is such a powerful prompt. What are the things you're doing that make you complicit in creating the circumstances you say you don't want. I love that prompt. And I need to check in with that one often because it's easy to disconnect from your own actions, your own choices, your own involvement in taking away, you know, rather than making contributions, it's taking away. I hope that makes sense today. On International Day of Happiness, I encourage you to put your phone down and step away from social media, spend five to 10 minutes with a paper and pen in your hand, and just check in, do a bit of an audit. Where are you sitting when it comes to that instant self like gratification, enjoyment, really like delicious happiness that can happen in the moment versus overall life satisfaction? If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to let me know. If you don't have the blueprint, grab a copy, especially if you enjoy thinking about these topics when it comes to yourself or if the whole intuition thing really hit a nerve with you. If you have found yourself asking other people for their advice or their answers on topics that you really don't need their guidance on, you know, caveat, there are always times when you should ask medical professionals and things like that or seek counsel. But if you have found yourself struggling to make a decision, struggling to hear your intuition, the blueprint is going to be really helpful for you. And I have a discount code for you, which is in the show notes. And we'd love to see you over in the free Facebook group as well. Again, everything is in the show notes. Wherever you're listening to this, you can find the show notes attached there. I will talk to you very soon. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you going to make a move? Are you going to come and see? Whatever you want to do, you know what's cool with me. Whisper in the dark. Whispers in the dark.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.